With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Five Rings Podcast with Dwayne Rollins and Kevin Laramay on the Sport Podcasting Network. Follow us and listen to us live on Twitter at Five Rings Podcast and like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Sports Podcasting Network for more content. Good day, good night, and welcome to the Five Rings Podcast. I'm Kevin Lamey, joined by Dwayne Rollins, as always. And Dwayne, it is day 11. We're focused more, of course, on the athletics department right now, but looking, of course, overall, and we're excited for this show. Great events are coming, and we have some great medals in the book for everyone today. But first, how are you? I'm well. Uh, day eleven is, is, I think, officially when you turn the corner onto the final stretch. But which you know is sad, but also good in in some levels because I need to sleep, uh, and I think you need to. Sleep. <laughs> and I love it, and don't get me wrong, I'm going to enjoy the, the last few days of this. But but yeah, it, it's you, you forget how big a summer games is until you dive into it. And hats off to the people that you know are. are even at a higher level diving into it than us because it's, it's a lot of work but uh we love it and we'll keep doing it no exactly i can only imagine having to do maybe a more than we do right now and that would be a whole lot like you mentioned but i am excited about this show about what's to come and the things we're going to talk about because amazing things are going to come for canada of course thursday 10 p.m that's the final of the women's gold medal game between Canada and Sweden that's on our schedule for this week and we're looking forward for that but now before we dive into our medals we have something else to get ready to and it's going to be that final that will take place tomorrow at 8 55 a.m in the morning that's a 200 meter man's final because Let's be chauvinistic for a second, Dwayne. Let's be homers for a second. Two Canadians in the final, but not only two Canadians. Two Canadians that did amazing time, personal best in the semifinal. We're talking about Andre de Grasse with a personal best of 1973 in the 200 meters. Also a Canadian record. And Aaron Brown with a 19.99, a new personal best also for the Canadian sprinter. Aaron Brown famously chose to only focus on the 200. And he 
had a very good heat and a good semi-final too sub 20 is really good for him it's a new personal best the track is really fast let's not forget so we're seeing very quick times here the grass famously did win this a bronze medal in the 100 meter final and did a terrible kind of heat time of 2053 turns around and almost shaves a second off that time and does a personal best here he had a two-hour nap Dwayne he got up and he felt good and he told himself yeah let's do this thing let's go to the track let's warm up yeah and I mean credit to him for trying to do the double it, it, it's becoming increasingly rare that that athletes uh, are, are trying to do multiple events like you, you see it and it's always very highlighted when it does but by and large, they become more and more specialist nowadays. And that's that's sort of, um, you know, a change from the past where it always used to be, uh, well, hell, the sprinters used to always be, try to travel. They, they often were in the long jump. It's been a long time since they did that because they're not going to risk, you know, that 100-meter money by jumping into sand, right? Um, it, it, it's nice to see it happen, but I believe they said that it, it's only three people in the entire field are attempting to do the two. So at first heat, he was still kind of in recovery mode from the, from the hundred and oh, yeah. look, I, he got through and that's, you have to manage heats a little bit. And I'll tell you what the, the run he had tonight, I wasn't sure going in what it was going to look like because I watched that, you know whenever it was it's time concept it's it's out there somewhere this nebulous thing uh, i watched it at some point in the last little while and uh i was like i saw the same thing everyone else did so i when the grass heat came up the semifinal came up um brown was already through at that point i was like well we got brown in uh and if this becomes go sideways <laughs> then you know brown's but, there to save us yeah, and Brown, we should give him a lot of credit, too. 1999 or 98 is not anything to joke about. But what DeGrasse did, leaving stuff on the track, holding up, looking around, and running that time a Canadian record is one of the most impressive sprinting performances I've ever seen by Canadian. And, and yeah, you have to put him as the favorite. But, you know, the finals are a funny thing, and, and there could be someone step up that was leaving stuff in the tank, too. Yeah, we're talking about the... Young American Knighton, who did a 20.02 by easing up the last 20 meters. So that's a, a very interesting time for the 17-year-old. Let's not forget about Dwyer, the Jamaican, who's 32-year-old. So a lot of different type of athlete. Aaron Brown, of course, of Canada, has had a career that has been marred with ups and downs, Wayne, because, of course, famously he had some great results, and he did great results at the Worlds and great results at the, at the Canadian national level, being champion multiple times, four times champion of Canada in the 200 meters, mostly years where DeGrasse wasn't available to participate. That's also his shadow that he talks about, that he has been often time in. And to him, was a bit of the moment to, to step out of that shadow. He is the captain of the athletics team in Tokyo. And he has able to been sharing that experience with the younger generation. And he's going to help the future sprinters. And he's obviously going to be a very good competitor for DeGrasse in this final. But the final, tomorrow, 8.55 a.m., once again, it is going to be an amazing 20 seconds of running. And for DeGrasse, he led up in the last 15, 20 meters. He still has some in the tank. It's going to be him, Bednarek, Van Bule, maybe from Liberia, Brown, and Knighton are maybe your top five. Let's not forget the Nigerian, but at least Andre DeGrasse in this one 
will have a good lane. And I think that's the reason why he wanted to put a good time into the semifinal to not get caught with lane number nine again. Because three times so far in these games, he has ran from lane number nine. It's not the best one, especially not at 200. You don't get the same explosive coming out of the bend as you do when the bend's a little shorter. You get that little that little kick that you need to push through. And the grass is known to having a good end of a 200. Brown is known for having a good bend. There are two different type of athletes, and Brown Dwayne in his 200-meter semifinal really worked hard in the last 100 meter in that. When he was at full speed and was able to keep that full speed for longer, that is why DeGrasse is one of the best in the world in sprinter, because he maintains his full speed longer than any other sprinters in the world. That is where his strength is. Yeah, you have to beat uh, DeGrasse off the line. Like You have to get a, enough of a lead that he won't uh, be able to, to overcome it and get back to you. But uh, for Brown, I think he has a chance to, to get on a podium. He would need to run another another PB. Uh, I, I think all three medals are clearly going to be under 20. Uh, I, I have a hunch that on this fast track and with the, the form these guys seem to be in, this might be one of the fastest 200 meters ever run. Um, and, you know, a lot of the races have been that, and that's that's good to see. So, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. it, it the 200 is a fun race. Uh, the 100 is a lot, you know, that gets all the attention, and I, rightfully so. It's exciting, but... You see it play out a little more in the 200, and and I, I just have always found it a little more interesting to watch than the 100, which is more about the the moment than than the actual strategy. <laughs> strategy to it, just go. Yeah, and, and by the way, in case you're wondering, the Olympic record for the 200 meter on a man is 19.3, 19.30, and then the world record made by Usain Bolt, or Usain Bolt, by the way, Usain Bolt, the world record is 19.9, which was uh, done at the 2009 World Championships, and that still holds up, the 200 meter 19.9. I would be surprised if we see a 19.9, maybe we'll get close to a 19.3, but even then, it feels like those are really fast time. Maybe the gold medal will be at around 19.5 if I have to to estimate but it's more a guesstimate at this point yeah well you never know like the, the conditions could go sideways too but uh, yeah it'll be fast that that's what i'll say and, and it's you know the grass i think is the moderate favorite and you know there's been a lot of talk in this country about the lack of medals on the men's side of the of the ledger uh, just the one at the moment so it would be nice to, to add a couple more to that so that they they can get a little bit of attention too yeah, and uh, DeGrasse may be the favorite now heading into the final of the 200 men, which, by the way, will be at 8.55 a.m. tomorrow. And uh, due to scheduling conflict, tomorrow we'll see what time we can get. Maybe we'll squeeze the show after that final. But, of course, as a soccer statistician, it's a game day tomorrow. We'll see what we can do. But we'll for sure have a show, and we'll talk about it as soon as we can now, Dwayne. Let's dive into our wood medal for today because it is related. Our wood medal goes to the trend of seeing sprinters get cocky, overconfident, stopping before the line, thinking they're good. But other sprinters thinking they got a shot and not stopping and piping them at the line by a shoulder, by a hair, it doesn't matter. In the famous word of Vin Diesel, I can beat you by a mile or by an inch. Doesn't matter. That's the case. Run to the line, they say. 
Indeed, run to the line. Um, the, the whole showboating is uh, good until it's not type thing, right? Like, you know, I think it's part of the spring game, but it's uh, almost bit a few people in the bum. And and so if you're going to do it, you got to make sure that you're the set. And that's you can't make rookie errors with it, especially if you've been to an Olympics before. Uh, these are very competitive heats. Um, you know, if you remember back in the old days, like 20 years ago or so, the heats used to be... For the big guys, they could really shut it down at 60 meters and, and not really worry about it at all. They can't really do that now. I think that the coaching across the board has improved, so you're seeing faster times for those those countries. They're still not going to get through, but they're instead of running, you know, 10.9s, they're running 10.2s now. So you can't shut it down completely, and and that's for the best of the sport. So yeah, no, they, there was a couple close calls today. Uh, they got through in the end, but uh, yeah. It's the Olympics. Don't don't screw around. Just, no. and just you, keep the run through the line. Yeah. You talk about close calls. We have seen actual like amazing favorites, or at least top four contenders. The Jamaican Jackson uh, just sounds like a superhero name, Jamaican Jackson. But she's really good. But she in the two hundred meter woman. She stopped running at 15 meters to go, thinking she was good to go. She was third. She looked around her. No one's there. She got pipped to the line. The time wasn't good enough. She did not make it through. And we've seen it with other other athletes, an American athlete and the men's 100 and others. So there's been a lot of favorites not making the final because they start running to the line. So that is an actual trend. And it's surprising. You would think that the rookie mistakes made by veterans like this would go away. But no, they stay. And it's a trend. And you're seeing... Young athletes that are hungry, and that is also a new another trend in the athletics world. I don't know if it's the one-year difference of 2020 to 2021 and the fact that it's kind of like the beginning of a new cycle of athlete coming over, but already at the games because of that one year. But we're seeing a lot of young athletes from places we're not used to really performing well in the athletic world. They're finishing second, finishing third. We're talking about athletes from sometimes from Sudan or from other places that you don't expect. I've been really interested to see that. But, yeah, run to the line. Well, yeah, it, well, fast doesn't have an age, right? Like, you're, you're faster, you're not. And that That's the bottom line. Like, ultimately, in the sprints, like, I always get a kick when they're doing the post-race interviews with these guys and they're talking about their strategy and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure that they do have some stuff that they, they go through and they're trying to work on. But ultimately, their strategy is run fast. <laughs> and if, if you have got the speed, you're going to win the race. That, that's kind of the bottom line. Heck of a strategy. What is your strategy for the 100 meter? Uh, well, when the gun go off, I, I start and I run to the line. <laughs> that's what I do. You almost paraphrased Ben Johnson there. Gun go oh, off, really? race be But anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of like what it is. But also, of course, there's the acceleration and all. But run to the line. That's our win medal for day 11. Fair enough. Let's move to our poutine medal. A really happy moment for Canadian gymnastic. No, she did not get that elusive individual medal at the Olympic Games. Still hasn't been on the podium by herself. But Ellie Black, with an ankle injury, a pretty high sprain, like blue and black type of, of sprain, it took four hours of rehab every single day since that injury to get ready for the beam final. And she finished fourth right behind Simone, Simone Biles. We'll talk about that later. But finished fourth in the beam final after suffering an ankle injury before the team finals last week. Ellie Black 
She'll be 28 in Paris. Maybe it's not too far away. Maybe she can have another go at it. But congratulations. You are our Putin medal for day 11. I believe she actually has said that she's looking to to go to Paris. I, I'm not 100% sure on that. But no, for, for sure. I, you know, she is the, the best female gymnast that's ever come out of this country. Um, that is a low bar in terms of success at the international level. There there has not been a lot. In fact, it would have been the first medal on the female side that they had gotten in, I, I believe, either ever or in, you know, might as well be ever time frames. Uh, it was close. I mean, I don't, I made jokes on Twitter this morning how I was clearly a, a, a balanced beam expert, but, you know, I didn't really see the, the Chinese women's uh, routines as being universally better than, than what, they than the other two women but then again i'm not actually a balance being expert so so maybe they were um maybe we're a little bit biased too we're like well we kind of want a simone and and ellie to uh to be on one two and not the two chinese but you know it is what it is yeah well the bias could be another way too we could be um that we're biased towards muscular performances as opposed to more finesse performances which is kind of where the the chinese athletes go with it they're more technical uh and less sort of spectacular and that could be it i I, they were explaining in the broadcast that the the chinese women were very efficient in what they did and and their degree of difficulty was increased by thing little stuff that they were doing which is a multiplier so so that helps with the points like it's all about math right anyway to get back to to ellie uh you know yeah she she came into this this games injured and there was a lot of hope that they they might be able to qualify for the for the team final. That was a goal. Uh, they did not, and and then she had to pull out of the the all around. And and there was an outside chance that she might have been competitive in there to to compete for the the bronze. But with, we we didn't know about the injury when before when we were thinking that way. And and you know once that came, it was pretty clear that she wasn't going to be able to do that effectively. Like something like the the vault was not going to work for no. her. No, exactly. And the all around was a lot to time. But the fact that she finished fourth, Dwayne with a degree of difficulty lower in her routine because of that injury. She had to change her dismount, which goes for a big part of your score. It is, like you say, one of those multiplier standard type of element in your routine. And for Ellie Black, she was not having that extra multiplier bonus points with a crazy complicated dismount. So that also is the result of that injury. The fact that she's fourth is quite surprising. Yeah, and look, everyone always says, oh, it's the worst place to finish, and, and I get that, and, and I'm sure it is frustrating on some level, but I, I think I've said this once already in this uh, string of podcasts, you know, fourth at the Olympics is fine, um, and it's, it's it's more than fine. You're the fourth best in the world at that particular day, and, and it's something to be proud of, and it's something to work off of, and, and you know, she she's medaled at a world championship. Uh, she has accomplished more than any other Canadian female journal, uh, gymnast has done. So if this is the end for her, then, you know, she can hold her head high and, and uh, I'm sure that she'll have an influence in the sport. I'm, I'm sure that we'll see her on the CBC is what we'll see her on because uh, she's a very articulate young woman too. And, and that could lead to her being a, a voice for the sport for a while, but, but maybe she's got a little more time in her too. So we'll, we'll see. And um, that said, uh, it's the end of the gymnastics program. So we won't see her more of this Olympics, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully she mm-hmm. can uh, learn to to accept and enjoy the fourth place finish. All things considered, 
Yeah, like we love Kyle Schufelt, but uh, maybe Kyle Schufelt and Ellie Black could have a, a very nice combination there. Maybe that could be fun to, to listen to at the CBC. On that note, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast at Five Rings Podcast. Everywhere you get your podcast, Dwayne and I will have a short break. When we come back, we'll give our bronze, our silver, and our wood medal for day number 11 of the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Firings Podcast, Kev Larman with Dwayne Rollins as always, talking about Tokyo 2020. Thanks for subscribing to our podcast. Everywhere you get your podcast, YouTube page to get the video review of all the shows we do at youtube.com slash sports podcasting network. And you can follow Dwayne on social media at 24th Minute. That's Twitter and Instagram. Let's not forget, do it for the gram at 24th Minute and myself at Kev Larame. Let's go, Dwayne. Let's take a bronze dip. Let's continue our conversation about gymnastics, but let's move a little bit down south of us. Let's talk about Simone Biles. After withdrawing from her previous five competitions due to an injury, Simone Biles wins a bronze medal, finishes third behind the two Chinese. A wholesome moment, a smile. And even behind the mask, we can see the eyes. The eyes were smiling. Congratulations, bronze medal, Simone Biles. The moment of the Olympic Games will be remembered for Simone Biles as more than just a bronze medal. It's her entire journey towards that bronze medal that needs to be celebrated and understood. Yeah, no, exactly. And we've talked a lot about, about that and, you know, and sort of tried to underline how none of us can uh, judge an athlete's decision when it comes to their safety and their and their their well-being which is what she was doing and you know if you want to make this about you then you really need to give yourself some perspective so on that uh, note and on that perspective for her to come back in um, she was expected to be the star of the games uh, you know the way the American coverage works she would have been 
front and center for the entire Olympics, like cover of Sports Illustrated type stuff. But it's not going to be that. Well, it might be that for a different reason, not the athletic reasons this time. But that said, she still is an athlete. She showed how why she was expected to do so well uh, with that routine. It was very powerful, as I said. I felt it was the best routine. Again, I'm not a balance beam expert, but it, it looked the best to me. And I'm sure that that bronze medal for her will have a golden tinge to it. And, the, you know, that's the, the bottom line with that. And uh, it also, I think, will be her maybe her last time on a, on a floor. Uh, she has said she's retiring after these Olympics, so it might be her last time that you see her. And if that's how she goes out, then it's a good way to go out. So uh, considering especially that, you know, she's getting criticism from a lot of places over the last little while, and, and we've already articulated that. So it's a nice way to go out, and it's it's what what you want to see. So so I it's it's a good good of us to honor her as well. I'm sure it's the biggest honor she got today was to be a five ring medalist. <laughs> yeah, it's our bronze. Never mind the Tokyo 2020 bronze, but the bronze of the five <laughs> podcast. That virtual fake bronze <laughs> is incredible. But you know, it's uh, it is what it is. Uh, but unfortunate. Uh, just breaking news: uh, Canadian duo Pavan and uh, Humanda Paradis and Barzil Wilkerson both eliminated in the quarterfinals, Wayne. So that's unfortunate in beach volleyball. So uh, that's a bad news that we got just before we move on. Yeah, I had it on the background. I saw it play out. It's, it's look, they played very well throughout this entire tournament. Uh, the Australians today were. Amazing. Um, I didn't have commentary on, obviously, because I was doing this, but it, they <laughs> they were just doing everything right out there, like they a full full measure to that. Yeah, the Bavan, the they were four four and zero heading into this match in the quarterfinals, and yeah, it's one of those uh, winner go home games. But uh, bronze medal, Simone Biles, and let's continue our journey towards our gold medal for today. Now we're going to talk about our silver medal for today, Dwayne, because silver medal is not bad. Silver is not too shabby, but especially when you do a double-double. No, not a coffee with two sugars and two cream, but we're talking about twice a gold double. 100 and 200 in Rio for Elaine Thompson-Hara and gold in the 200 and 100 in Tokyo. Great performance by Elaine Thompson-Era. Uh, Fraser Price finished just off the podium. The generation, the youngs are coming. But Elaine, even with dealing with an injury over the last few years, uh, Achilles injury, still top of her game, top of her class, top of the world. Yeah, and, and she might not have the world records to match, but we have gone over that a few times. So, uh, you know, what we've seen in the last couple of days is, is some of the fastest running we've ever seen by a, a female athlete. So uh, it, was, it was great to see. And that she was dominant in the 200 final. Just this pulled away from the entire field, which was a very strong field. So, so yeah, it was a great run. And, uh, you know, that program down there, they just churn it out, right? Like <laughs> one after another. It's, it's hard to perceive them losing. They had uh, three or four every single Olympic that can maybe compete for a medal. Of course, the three that got on the podium for the 100, so Thompson, Hera, uh, Shazia, uh, Fraser-Price, and Jackson, who didn't qualify for, for the semi in this one. But yeah, you're right. Just uh, one after the other. On the man on the, on the man and the woman. If it's not one, it's the other. If it's the other, it's... If it's not Bogue, it's Blake. If it wasn't Blake, it was Paul before that. And before that, it was somebody else. And, and there'll be somebody else next time. It's uh, yeah. a classic program. It's a small country, too. Like, I mean, sure. they, obviously, there's a lot of Jamaicans that have moved all over the world, so... 
uh, and they can draw from that a little bit, but it, it, it's, it's quite remarkable what they, what they do in the track and field side. I mean, you know, there, there's not a lot else going on for them into the Olympics games, but that they're a Caribbean nation to win anything like that, let alone, they, they usually finish in the top 10 of the medal standings because they get so many golds on the track. So <laughs> that's true. And there's a few Caribbean countries that are doing really well, right. In the, on the track. So, of course, the Bayesian athletes from Barbados are doing better than some other similar countries. West Indies countries are, are doing good. Jamaica and also Bahamas are doing really well in in the athletics category. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, the great thing about the about track is it's a it's a pure sport in the sense that, you know, money matters. Let's not kid ourselves, you know, and science matters, which is why you see the rich countries and countries that uh, have liberal policies in terms of what they consider viable science, we'll say, uh, tend to do okay too. So, you know, all that matters, but it's also a sport that, again, what's your strategy? It's to run fast. And if you're, you're able to run fast and you have a passion for it, like they, they do in Jamaica, then yeah, you're going to produce, you're going to produce people or the Kenyans on the long distance side is the other side of the same coin. Right. And it's, if it's, that passion and it's a, a love in that country then then you know seeing a result like that would be will be celebrated for years there and uh, you know I, I this track meet's been great um i thought this one meet was really good but the track meet is blowing it out of the water use the pun <laughs> pun intended yeah no it's been very fast i think the track's very fast well it well in the sprints anyway you, you know that said i the 5000 semis today were were pretty fast too yeah, they were fast, but they were also like cagey, chippy. It, they were cagey. Like uh, we could talk about it for a second. Mohammed was uh, Mohammed Hamid from Canada was being boxed in by the Kenyans and had to to extend his arms, to make sure to protect his stride, like he was talking about after the game, after the race, the, the the race. He needed to protect his pace, and he, he got there and he qualified for 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 the rest. But yeah, cagey long distance. We've seen a lot of falls and trampling, and <laughs> yeah, that's been. Uh, like you said, a, a chippy long distance events a few times. Yeah, speaking of Mo, we'll, we'll probably have a chance to talk about him on some level uh, after the five thousand meter final because I suspect even if he doesn't get a medal, he'd probably do well enough that I'll, I might want to make him the poutine medal at that point. But uh, he's a fun guy. Uh, he's cocky. He's cocky. He's cocky. Like he is. Uh, but that's a good thing because you know you've got to be to compete with those guys. Like we think of the sprinters as the chest out lions out there, but those guys running those distances also have a certain uh way about them because it's it's a very as you said physical and competitive and you know the kenyans will probably box him in because they wanted to get rid of him to be honest right like yeah yeah if we can push him back and get him off his stride then we've got one of our competitors out of the final also uh the talking there's a lot of talking apparently because when you're packed like this Camera's not necessarily focused on your lips, and you can start like mouthing a little bit and be like, you know, that's what he said. He's like, there's some talking in there. Like, that's interesting. Uh, I cannot comprehend how someone talks when they're running a 13 minute 5K. I, Kevin, I don't know if you run. Uh, uh, no, so uh, even walking and talking is sometimes not that easy. It, yeah, I, I can run a 5K if I'm not fast, but you know, if I really push it, I might get around 28 uh like a weekend warrior my 20s what they're trying to get under 13 it's it's dumb 
I don't know how anyone does it. It is obscene what they do. When you have any concept of how fast those guys are running that far, like we, I could not keep up with them for a hundred meters, let alone five k. It's incredible what they do. Anyway, it's yeah, it's also easier when it's on a track situation, right? Because you don't have to worry about where you're going, and that that takes a lot out of it. But no, you're absolutely right. It's crazy times. If five k would take me like in the in the sixties of minutes, like an hour and a half, if I run five k. I could get you get you around thirty in, in about six weeks, but you know, couch to couch to five k, we'll get you in a program, Kevin. We'll we'll, we'll run a five k. Okay, I'll do it if we uh, we have the Patreon. So patreon.com slash sports podcast. I talk. I need motivation that way to, for me yeah. to run. Yeah, I, I'll do it on the bike, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we don't have time today, but remind me if we have some lulls in the in, in the future. I'll tell the story of how. Um, I have no ill will with the woman, but my ex-wife, before the the wedding, she ran. She was a half marathoner, and she decided that I needed to run a 5K, so I was in shape for the wedding. And she was going to race me, and she was all cocky the night before and had some wine because she was a rate runner and I was not. Yeah, I beat her. Anyway, that's my story. Basically, I just told it. So there you go. <laughs> that's an interesting aspect. All right, let's talk about our gold medal for day number 11 it was quite a performance a world record performance and that's why it is on top of our gold medal standings we're talking about karsten warholm Dwayne. karsten warholm gold medal 400 meter hurdles another track record here new world record 45 seconds 94 that's a that's not a lot of that's not a lot for hurdles because well four times ten which is what people run in hundred meters is, is forty so just add six seconds only for all the hurdles and the obstacles and and the pain that comes with jumping and running a hurdles race I I don't know what the Olympic standard is for the four hundred flat. Uh, like to just a 400 meter, but I, I suspect that that's close to what the standard is to qualify for the 400 meter without jumping over things. So yeah, no, it was uh, people that know the sport were ranting about how incredible that race was and, and calling it one of the, the best, you know, runs in the history of track, uh, just technically, like his ability to, to hit his strides perfectly between the hurdles and to keep it to eight strides between the hurdles was what his goal was is, is a really ambitious and yeah he, you know what surprised yeah. me sorry I, the fact that they're able to jump with two lead legs now like it's not they finally figured out that you know the hesitation or that little stutter step that i waste trying to get ready to jump the hurdles and we've seen a ton of athletes now having two lead legs and having a stride that is almost perfect because you don't need that hesitation step if you know what i mean that stutter step to get ready for your lead leg your lead leg is always ready because you have two that's fascinating yeah, no, it's it's evolved to that for sure. And like I said, like I mean, ultimately, it's hard for us as we're not we're generalists, so we can't get into the weeds in the same way a traffic expert could. But it, you know, the time speaks for itself. It's a world record, and it's a dominant performance. And it's also was gutsy too because there, he was pushed at some point. There, there was the the silver medalist pushed on him. And he just saw it and had like an extra energy source to surge back ahead. Like he he was almost in like um, cruise level. Like people thought he was slowing, but he wasn't. It was just oh okay, he's catching up. I gotta add a gear, and to be able to do that at that point, you know, it's nuts. And and he he could also see that once he got ahead, 
there's some argument that he still shut it down a little bit in the finals and probably could have taken a few more hundreds at least off of it. So yeah, just but you know, there's bonuses attached to doing the world record at, at the world championships too. So don't don't put the world record too far ahead that you can't get another one. You know, that's yeah. that's the old uh, Usain Bolt not beating the world record in Beijing, but in that world championship the year after type of conversation. Well, and the world championships come pretty quick too. So, yeah. Uh, and, and the track athletes uh, think of the world championship in the same way as they think of the Olympics too. There, there's not a lot of difference in how they approach them. Um, we know that from talking to track athletes. So, World yeah, championships it, are actually viewed as maybe more difficult to win on a regular basis than Olympics because you don't have the random athletes that are still there at the Olympics that wouldn't qualify for world championships. It's like, you know, yeah, it's like soccer, right? Like we, we are soccer experts in the women's soccer tournament, which we especially know is, is easier, much easier than an Olympics. It doesn't take anything away from the accomplishment of, of anyone, including, you know, obviously our team that's in it, our team, like I have an element in it, but Assist, yeah. Dwayne, assistant coach of the Canadian women's national team. And I don't think I would last very long in that job. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but yeah, the Olympics have that element to it. it it's it's a different animal, but um, yeah, it's a great run today, and that's that's the bottom line. And it it's the, what does make the Olympics different, though, is it's it's a run that the world watches uh, with all due respect to the World Athletics Championship, which is something that I do watch. I, it's not anywhere close to the same level of. of of viewership, right? I mean, it's no. you're talking about hundreds of thousands rather than yeah. millions. Well, rather than billions, like the hundred yeah. meter final, you, I think you can use the B word there, which is billion. But you're right, and that's the big difference. But uh, we're gonna get to the world championships, and we'll talk about them right here. Hundred percent, yeah, no, yeah, and they're next year, so it's uh, it, it, what a run! Like that's all you can say. Like there's not much more you can say about it. The dominant performance, and a guy from Norway too. Like, I mean, that's not exactly what you think of. Uh, as, track, as a... track hotbed, obviously, right? Uh, track and field, the hotbed uh, in the history of the, the sport. Yeah, no, there. well, <laughs> not at all, especially exactly. in the sprints. But it's, you know, it only takes one. And then suddenly you have. And suddenly you have a culture that grows out of it. You're absolutely right. Look at us in Canada, 96. Now we got another guy going to, for gold, by the way. Let's just remember before we say goodbye for today. If you're Canadian listening to our show, 8.55 a.m. Eastern Time, the grass, brown, 200-meter men's final. But let's take a look at the medal standings before we say goodbye. After day 11, China top of the medal board. Once again, 32 gold. United States, 24. Japan, 19. Australia, 14. Rock. Do not call me the Rock. Dwayne Johnson is fifth with 13 golds. Great Britain is sixth with 13, but less total gold, total middle, sorry, with 43. And we have Canada now in 16th position. It says 14 here. It's a typo. It's in 16th position with three gold, four silver, and seven bronze for the Canadian contingent. And on that note, yeah, that's day 11. It is day 11. And, uh, Day 12 is uh, less than 12 hours away, so we'll talk soon. Uh, still, still lots of this thing to go. Uh, it's, it's, that's 
thing. Yep, you're right. Still a lot of this thing to do. And until then, you can follow Dwayne on social media. At 24th Minute, myself, at Kev Laramie, and this show at Five Rings Podcast. We'll be back with a brand new edition tomorrow. But as always, until then, make sure you follow our podcast on all your favorite podcast applications so you get the new episodes as soon as they become available and you can subscribe to our youtube page at youtube.com slash sports podcasting network but as always until next time have a great olympiad